Hello, 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 Gembryos, and welcome to yet another installment of Gem Girls, your favorite cartoon hate watch podcast, where we take you on a nonsensical ride through the wonderful world of subpar 80s animation. I am Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And today we continue to trudge along the gem trail <laughs> as we are talking about season two, episode four of Gem and the Holograms. Gem trails. It got this bitch right here. Uh, That's just so ridiculous. <laughs> we're just following the gem trail. Yeah. Anyways. Along. Yeah, just following the gem trail. So we're talking about season two, episode four of Gem and the Holograms. One gem too many. Wow, wow, wow. This episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's more than one. It's too many. Uh, this episode originally aired on September 24th, 1987, and is written... By newcomer to the Gemisphere, Buzz Dixon, who will also pen a season three episode of Gem, and, little known fact, in an alternate timeline, he goes by Buzz Dix, <laughs> and is a very successful gay porn star and manscaping artist. So that is a little known fact. Wow, Michael. LKF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that little known, though, Michael? I feel like I hear, hear that everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, depends. Depends. Like, we're in different circles. We're in different. We're circles. in different circles, of course. Um, but actually, Buzz Dixon is a pretty prolific comic and cartoon writer, penning episodes of GI Joe, Thunder the Barbarian, Mister T, and was story editor on the Teen Wolf TV series, which featured some hot and heavy werewolf romances. So you know, Buzz is here for the homos, which we are also here for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are mad gay werewolves up in that show, which uh, I only know through Tumblr scrolling, and I never watched the show, but it looked mad hot. Um, does this mean that he wasn't also a gay porn star? Was he doing this simultaneously? I feel like all Buzz Dixon's, like, they, they, they're, they, all realities of Buzz, <laughs> Buzz Dixon kind of... They, they take up the exact same space. It's like the, one Buzz Dixon is all Bugs Dixon. And Buzz all Buzz Dix, Dixons are one. So Buzz Dix is Buzz Dixon, <laughs> who is also story editor on Teen Wolf, making hot and heavy gay werewolf romances. Okay, that makes complete sense. Is he... So he's Perfect like, sense. He's aware that he's leading this... Not a, not a double life, but like he's on multi-dimensional planes. Like, I don't think in his conscious mind, but definitely in that subconscious space, he knows. It's just, it's a lot to, like, you know, know about yourself. Right, of course. In the waking world. Like, come on. Yeah, no, that's some serious existential heavy shit to deal with. That's some heavy shit. But anyways, back to fucking werewolves. Because, what a segue. According to an interview between our boy Marv Wolfman, shout out to the party god, party Wolfman. Party god. Uh, (laughs) The party god in Adventure Time is a wolf. So I equate party wolf and party god as the same person. And party Wolfman is, you know, Marv Wolfman. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. (laughs) Sure. How did we get to party Wolfman? You know, I got a heart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude. I, I'm on my journey. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, 
An interview between Marv Wolfman and Mr. Dixon Mm -hmm. uh, reveals that Buzz used to be a newspaper editor for the U.S. Army and ended up getting his first job in the animation biz by basically walking through the doors of Filmation Studios at the exact right time they needed a writer. Uh, Also, according to this interview, his biggest regret is not working Stephen King's Pennywise, the evil clown from It, into the script for the little clowns of Happy Town, because that's a cartoon. That's a real cartoon. Um, so and it, I watched. Yeah, it's it's it ain't cute. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he didn't work Pennywise into this show because to start the quote, he didn't fully grasp how abominable the show would have been. And I have watched the trailer for this fucking show. It is terrible. I can corroborate. It is terrifying and terrible. It's the two T's. Um, I really want to watch it, so we're going to have to watch we it We should, again. we should. Also, the Mr. T show. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we also know that our boy Buzz wrote a little over 170,000 words in 2020, which he describes as, quote-unquote, piss poor. And his website banner is a quote saying, in all caps, his manner is frivolous because he is Italian, but he means what he says. And... <laughs> We're pretty sure that's a quote he wrote. So, like, that's how Buzz Dixon rolls. He quotes himself. Yeah, you like, roll on, roll on, Buzz Dixon. I also, like, when I read that quote, I was like, should I be offended by that? What is, what is, I don't think, Buzz Dixon, you ain't Italian. You can't say shit like that. Yeah, I was thinking, like, is this something that Buzz Dixon wrote about himself? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Dude, I, he's not I, Italian. I, 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 that being said, though, it's on his website banner. Like, that's his, what he wants to say <laughs> to people about him. I was perusing the Buzz Dixon superhighway, and that's what I found. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, but like, the Worldwide Dixon. I was up in that Dix. Worldwide. <laughs> um, worldwide Dix. So, yeah, I mean, like... Maybe he's Italian, but that does that mean his stage name is Buzz Dixon? And if so, why did he choose that? And if it was his real name, why the fuck did anyone name him that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not a good name. It, yeah, it's no... All Italian names, like, sound nice. Buzz Dixon doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> no. Like, it's, it's funny to say, don't get me wrong, because you can just say Buzz Dixon a bunch, which is basically just saying Buzz Dix a bunch. Uh... But I would never choose it. Uh, maybe it's short for an Italian word, like Buzioli Dixinoni. I don't know. Oh, f- well done, Jocelyn. <laughs> I didn't know you were fluent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> Buzz Dixon... Um, He's probably not Italian, but he likes to quote himself regardless. So I guess we applaud Which, that. It's yeah, it's a that's a power move. So like props. Um. Anyway, all of this literally has no bearing on the episode at hand. So let's dive into one gem too many. To which I say dun dun dun. To which I say isn't more than zero one gem too many. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the gem we have is already a gem too many. I would like to have negative gems, please. <laughs> I would like to have the memory of gem erased from my mind. 
Yeah, yeah. Can I get like minus six gem up in here? We're at like a we're at a point five, and it's already a little gemmy up in the atmosphere. Yeah, super gemmy. Um, which sounds disgusting, by the way. It does. It really does. It's like a mix between jam, like jammy, and uh, phlegmy. Yeah, it was like, like I, I just got like I got very spermy vibes from it too. <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of like cum, but I think everything sounds like cum. That's true. Everything, everything sounds like cum. That's the thing. <laughs> It's like the chicken of sounds. <laughs> For sure. Um, so we, uh, we open up to this episode with Jerrica complaining about the girls not cleaning up after themselves. Right. She's being mad Cinderella about it. But also they clean up after themselves and everyone else because they're orphan slaves all the time. Right. They, they often clean up other people's messes that Jerrica invited them over to make. <laughs> Um, and basically while she's, you know, grumpily cleaning off the table, a, a baseball crashes through the window, breaks the window. Jerrica's super pissed. And we cut to outside where there are two orphans that like I've never seen before. Yeah. Two no name orphans. (laughs) I haven't seen these bitches, but there's, I think it's like a redhead and like a little black girl and they get into like a, like a hot tussle like these orphans ain't fucking around yeah it was kind of like a lesbian erotic smackdown i they're children so i didn't take that away from it but uh cool i also will i I think the like ginger says like you threw a gitsy pitch and i was like i don't know what that means but like this bitch committed and i kind of love it yeah that's such an odd insult um, so yeah, basically they're fighting and they're tussling and Jerrica comes out and yells at them. And we learn that one of them is named Marianne. Um, right, 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 right. Don't right. know which one. And don't, yeah, I just said that bitch Marianne. No idea which one. <laughs> and we'll probably never hear about her again. No, probably not. Um, so basically... Kimber and the holograms walk in and they comment on the fact that Jerrica looks pretty haggard and she's super high strung and like can't chill to save her life. Um, And she's super busy and has to do taxes or something like that. And they're like, yeah, like uh, Aja's like, hey, you know, a new outfit will make you feel 100% better. Come to the mall with us, which I was... You know, Aja, stop pushing consumerism, uh, <laughs> but whatever. It's the 80s. Uh, and they, it's the 80s, that's true. That, that was the height of it. Uh, and then their base, Jerrica says, yeah, says, I have too much work, to which they say, oh, Jerrica, you're never any fun. Hashtag true. truth. True, true, true. So we cut to uh, Jerrica back at the office, and bitch is just doing some shit with papers. That's all we know. <laughs> she has a stack of papers. She's shuffling some papers. She's signing some papers. Papers, 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 papers. Yeah, and she stacks them up into a really high pile tower. Thing. And then takes that high pile, pile of, and then makes another <laughs> stack out of it. So she's like rearranging the papers and shifting their mass here and there. So it's important stuff. Yeah, and she was wearing a pink power suit, so, you know, she meant business. Oh, yeah, which I, I kind of dug. I thought the pink power suit was pretty tight. Yeah, no, she looked, she looked pretty good. Um, but at one point, 
she cuts into the she goes into the recording studio and sings a song as Jerica. Right, which is a rarity. Which yeah, it was interesting. I can't remember what the song is called. Imagine me, I think it's called. Yeah, so you got, like, melancholy Jerrica up in the, like, studio booth. But then you get, like, Greek nymph gem. I know. That was, like, the whole vibe I was getting. It's like she's in a kind of, like, a Grecian, not quite temple maiden outfit, but definitely, like, ancient Greek myth-inspired nymph. That was, that was my, that was the energy I was feeling. Yeah, and I guess, like, this Greek nymph version of herself represented her free self and of course she's gem in that fantasy and then jerica's actual reality is just like her shuffling paper around in a desk on a desk and you know no yeah but also like some of the cutscenes are like jerica being like you know a businesswoman and a record label executive and it's like jerica why is that so bad to you like okay this bitch is running around in a forest (laughs) in a fucking skirt but you're up here, you know, playing with the big dogs. You don't... I, I understand, you know, you want less stress and pressure, but that's a pretty good look, too. Yeah. I mean, hey, she could wear being a businesswoman slash orphan manager slash big sister. Orphan manager. <laughs> so much better than she currently is. Like, I don't know. That's true. That's true. She has, she has room to improve, uh... But I, I think the, like, you know, the disassociation is probably not very healthy. No, definitely not. Um, so after she sings the song, Rio comes in and he's like, oh, Jerrica, like, I thought it was Gem in here. And of course, Jerrica lies and is like, oh, I just had a, a recording on. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic Jerbear. Classic. Um, and then what happens? Then Rio's basically like, hey, uh, do you want to go for lunch? But Jerrica is far too busy for lunch with Rio and his very busy sweater. I don't know where or like, what the fuck he's wearing, but his sweater was everywhere. I did not uh, like it. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a hot look. So they part ways, but then as Rio is leaving, Jem pops in to go for lunch with them. And it's one of those, like, say what moments because we just saw... That bitch Jerrica say no, but then Jem walks in. What is happening? Uh, yes. It's a mystery, people. Yeah, but from the second you saw her and heard her, you were like, this is obviously Clash or like... Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, because like this... Janky yeah, this imposter. Fake, yeah, because this Jem has like no class at all and is <laughs> mad crass. Uh, and I, I don't know, but she was wearing a hot outfit. She kind of had like... It was like half suit and half kind of like ribbon thingamajig. It was pretty hot. Yeah, she looked she looked great, but like still nothing like Jem. Um, oh no, yeah, that's true. That's true. Or true. anything voice wise, yeah, she was like mean and gravelly. Uh, but they hit up the Red Rock restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody and everybody uh, goes there. <laughs> yeah, everybody who everybody goes there uh, apparently. <laughs> 
And as soon as uh, Fake Gem walks in, she calls the host Baldy. I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also love the fucking host, too, because he's mad petty. Because as soon as they walk in, they demand a table. She's like, oh, no, nah, bitch. Like, we full. Sorry, we just filled up. Yeah, Uh, I loved it. I loved it, but then also Fake Gem responds by throwing a fit. She grabs a random table and basically calls this guy who was, I thought, relatively lean, <laughs> Fatso. She's like, Fatso, move! Yeah, I was uh, like, he's not fat at all. At least bald. Yeah, he's not, bald, he looks, he looks kind of all right. Funny. But anyways, yeah, not to uh, fake gem standards. She's like the archangel of anorexia or something. Yeah, yeah, no, but then her, her line is like, I want to eat, which I was like, you just call this bitch fat. Uh, you're obviously not, like, holding that down that food for very long then. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, and then Rio tries to get her to leave, and she claps back with, like, fudge I will, which I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> I Because it's one of those... I like it because it's like, you know... At least they're acknowledging that people say they drop f bombs in real life yeah. for children. But like hearing fudge is—I uh, don't know—I I don't like the visual of fudge in that way. I don't like the really, word fudge. I, mean, I don't like the word fudge. I—I I like the word fudge. I like fudge <laughs> itself. I like getting fudge in like one container and then packing it into another container. <laughs> Fudge packing, one might say, is like, it's a hobby of mine. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'm not even going to go there. Let's, let's move on, please. please, please. <laughs> before, I, before I keep going. Um, so basically, she, like, dumps soup all over the guy she called fat. Like, probably scalding him. Like, burning yeah, his probably. skin off. Um... And some guy takes a photo of her and she, like, throws the camera and, like, kicks the guy. And I really love how, like, all the restaurant people just literally throw her on her ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really toss her out. It's good. Um, and basically, like, Rio's like, hey, why are you being such a bitch? Um, and she basically tells Rio, like, you can get out of here and I can always find a new flunky. <laughs> yeah. Verbatim says flunky. Uh, and in classic Rio fashion, explodes in anger and storms <laughs> off. Like, doesn't take a second to, like, process or, like, think or be like, you know, I don't think Jim would say this or do this. She's like, what did you say to me? And yeah, runs the fuck off. Yeah, probably uh, kicking some trees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, evil Jim then yells, nobody walks out on me. Nobody. Uh, I love the drama. Uh, and then some record shop guy comes up and he does not know what he's getting himself into, which like he, like he comes up to be like, hey, Jim, everyone says you're super nice. Can I ask you to come to my store? And then, you know, crazy bitch, fake Jim is going to take him for a ride. Uh, which at this moment, though, we get the hollows coming through on their shopping spree, which happens to be in the same place yeah. at this uh, fake gem fiasco is going on. Uh, but I just do want to point out to my girl, Aja, who looked fantastic previously. You know, I like Aja in a hair, in a updo. Uh, 
Um, and, but then Aja comes through saying like, oh, you know, my bones are so sore. Like, I really just want like a hot bath. And <laughs> me watching, I was like, Aja, you sound very sensual when you're talking about this bath. Uh, and I think maybe that was like an open invitation to everyone else around Ibar Zabra. <laughs> Probably knowing Aja. Um, yeah, knowing Aja. I saw her fingerless glove moment in the previous scene and thought of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was like, yo, bitch looks good. <laughs> of course. It's she also had a she also had a sweet updo though. Yeah, it's like you can finger someone, but like all the while, like keeping your gloves clean. Right, right, right. Like, like with one hand, you could be like riding a motorcycle and then fingering someone with the other hand. So you got that grip, then you got that finger action. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine where the other person you're fingering is in relation in your sidecar. In your sidecar. Uh, in your sidecar. Of course. You keep your side piece in your sidecar. And then when you get sick of them, you can just like unscrew the sidecar. Yeah, and let yeah, them exactly. Fall off exactly. I have a special like detached button. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Like it was fun, not really. Um, so yeah, fucking the holograms are there and they witness Jem having a meltdown in the record store. And she's just like shooting records through the air, throwing them like frisbees, screaming about how cheap they are and how they should be charging full price for her albums. Um, and the reason that they're cheap, is, as the record store owner explains, is like, but we got permission to lower the price so more fans can afford them. Wow. And I was truly disgusted. I was like, that is such classic Jerrica Benton virtue signaling. <laughs> I hate that. I know, right? Like, can Jerrica fucking relax to save like, her life? Yeah, like, calm your charitable titties. Set your fucking records at one price for everybody. This is, it's getting, it's getting to be a bit much with all your do-goodery. <laughs> Right? Like, how are you going to support yourself and the 30 orphans you have if you just constantly perform for free, sell your records <laughs> for a pittance, and, like, you're also working yourself into an early death because you have, like, three separate lives. So, I don't know. Like, something has to be worth it. Like, get your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I imagine the uh, that that free orphan labor really kind of offsets a lot, and the souls and the souls of <laughs> the orphans. Souls. I imagine as well. I mean, there's a greater plan at work here. You know? True, true. I just don't know if Jerrica is the architect of it, or the I'm calling like, oh yeah, or the beneficiary. She may be the beneficiary. I just don't think she's the architect because mm. I definitely know synergies of mastermind. Do you think Synergy is more the mastermind than her father? Since her father yes, built at this Synergy? point, yes. Uh, no, I think like Synergy is smart enough and crazy bitch enough to <laughs> understand her own programming and be like, nah, this fucker, I'll play his game and like I'll play his game good, but at the same time, I'll be playing my game and my game is gonna be like a little bit better. I don't even know what her end game right now is. Like, what is she going to do with all of those orphan souls? Well, I imagine her end game is the 
like destruction of humanity or the, you know, somehow absorbing all of the life force of humanity <laughs> and then becoming some sort of interstellar being. I imagine that's for Endgame, but we'll see how she gets there. Oh, that's so great. I, I really support Synergy in that effort. Yeah, I like a girl with grand plans, you know? Yeah, and also she's going to be wearing that Jazzercise outfit and, like, spinning through space with her purple-ass skin and no no irises for eternity. Dude, that's literally, like, all I want in life. That's all <laughs> I want in life. Honestly, she's a role model. Like, yeah, yeah, Synergy. Uh, represent. Mm-hmm. So, basically... After the hologram, see Jem freaking out at the mall. Um, they try to follow after her um, and don't succeed. I think at this point they run into some maid who is hella creepy looking. Yeah, I think that's like a little bit later. But ba- yeah, there is some like hella creepy. Not even like she like is a maid, like a cleaning lady. But she's also dressed like someone at a spa. I know. So she has like... <laughs> Like a hair towel. Uh, it's like, okay, like, lady, like, you clean like that? Okay. And she's wearing goggles, seemingly. So Yeah, goggles <laughs> and, like, a giant, bulbous, like, warded nose. Yeah, I am. I mean, clearly, again, someone in disguise. Um, someone in disguise. Uh, that doesn't happen quite at this point. At this point, like, we get a little bit of them going back to Starlight. And they're like, Jerrica, like, we just saw you. Why are you being such a crazy bitch? And Jericho's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Y'all are being crazy. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Everyone's like mad, mad confused. I mean, I love how Rio storms in while Jerrica's doing taxes and like immediately complains to her about his other girlfriend who's also her. It's like, yeah, I know. I was like, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, oh. Do you ever, does it ever happen to you where someone you think is great is, like, not so great? Hmm. It's like, Rio, you're talking to your girlfriend. Yeah, I, like, do not understand why he thought it was appropriate to come to Jerrica to complain about Jem's behavior. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. He's like, in that sulky way. And he's basically like, yeah, I took her on a date. Like, yes. Yeah, he legit says it. Yeah. To dinner and she acted like a child. It's like, bro, you just like took another girl on a date and you're not even thinking about it. I mean, maybe Jerrica's progressive like that. Like, yo, Rio, I can't meet your sexual needs. So go on and like, I don't care what you do with Jim. Yeah, that would like really. that would fill out the Eric Rio romance narrative as well, because you know they've been they've been hitting it for a while. Right, true. <laughs> Rio is extremely needy. Oh, he's like he's he's like one of those needy people because he's devoid of personality. He literally needs to latch onto someone at any given moment to <laughs> attain some sense of purpose. <laughs> because yeah, he really doesn't have a personality at all. Like outside of being Gem Jerica's boyfriend like yeah and reacting to the things that he does i don't fucking know (laughs) like we never get some bitch with purple hair we never get a rio story do we i don't think we do i don't think we ever get a real backstory i don't think we ever meet like rio's family or 
like maybe they I don't know might throw in a hobby here and there. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. I think uh, Rio is pretty uh, pretty cardboard cutout. Yeah, he's definitely one dimensional. Um, but yeah, so I found that seed like really ridiculous in the way that Gem and the Holograms is. Um, and yeah, basically the hot like you said the Holograms also confront her. Um, and I have to say, Rhea looks really good. I don't remember what she's wearing, but um, she's killing it. <laughs> so, like, I'm never paying attention to Rhea, so I didn't notice. <laughs> but I do know, because for some reason they go to a music distributor show. Yeah, there's, like, I don't know, some sort of, there's some sort of plot reason for it for a second. But <laughs> Kimber's wearing a cape, and you know we love Cape Kimber. I don't like that cape. I was thinking what? that the entire time. I was like, what is this child... What is this childish cape you're wearing? It doesn't go. No, 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 no. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love a cape. Um, I love a long garment that one can swoop when entering or exiting a room. <laughs> and also ha- hide blades and or daggers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, capes so, are pretty great. I know. Yeah, V versatile are capes. I like the cape look, but I guess we can agree to disagree slash you're wrong. I mean... You know I like a cape moment. You know that. I'm aware. I'm aware. That's why I was surprised by your uh, hot cape take. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, um, yeah, I did not like... I don't like capes that you tie around your neck with a string. I feel it looks cheap. Either you have to have really? one that you wrap around your body... Or, um, like, something attached to a dress or, like, with shoulder pads or something. But I don't like the free-form cape. I like, I like a cape tie scene, you know? I, I think the, 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 like, the little bow that you can even make out of it or, like, the lace. I think it, it adds an element. Okay, that's fair. I just didn't think hers was well executed. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, they're at this music distributor show. Fake Jim is like flipping over tables everywhere, <laughs> uh, being a real menace. Uh, and I, that was a moment where I was like, I actually like this gem. I think a little bit more than the regular one. Uh, yeah, way she's more. Really pizzazz. coming through, way more pizzazz. And she's not even pizzazz. She's clash. Uh, and this is where we get um, everyone kind of running after this fake gem, and they like go to the end of a hallway. And there's some cleaning lady mm-hmm. wearing a head towel <laughs> and very suspicious goggles uh, cleaning the floor. And they're like, oh, I guess she got away. Anyways. Um, well, uh, Jerrica was like, no, like, fuck. Like, I know that she went this way. And she basically yells at this woman cleaning the floor. Like, where, where is she? Um, she's like, I don't know. No one's been here. Right, right, right. And everyone was right. just and trying to calm her down. Yeah, and then, like, and we also get, like, a couple of moments of people being like, oh, you sure you're not crazy, Jerrica? <laughs> uh, and actually, no, in the next scene as well, <laughs> Jerrica says she's, like, not cracking up, but she's, like, mad fidgety she's and, like, so looking like... fidgety. Yeah, it's like, bitch, you look crazy, though. <laughs> I will say, though, that I really liked her denim-on-denim denim outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. She actually in this episode overall, she looked like pretty good. Yeah, she did. 
Um, and so Kimber is like, okay, I know it'll make you feel better. I know how we can relax. Like, let's just put on some TV. And of course, the first thing that comes on is about how awful Jem is. Um, oh, yeah, and can I please point out <laughs> that the gentleman doing the news in this newscast is probably the ugliest broadcaster <laughs> we have ever seen in the fucking world? Because this dude is like damn fugly. Um, I didn't judge him so severely. <laughs> I didn't even remember. I, just, I don't remember what he looks like. I just saw his face and I was like, wow, that is like sandpaper and like a mule. <laughs> Combine into one, and like, I didn't like it. The camel cigarettes guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like and he must like long, <laughs> less long faced. I don't know. You just it was fugly enough for me to be like, I do not like this. You shouldn't be on television, even in a fictional world, especially compared to my boy Hector Marie- Ramirez, who looked good. Hector Ramirez was looking fly and it was actually at the release of Hector Ramirez's new movie called My Fist in Your Face. Now girl, now girl, now girl. It was it was Hector Ramirez covering Flint Westwood's new movie <laughs> My Fist in Your Face with Sigourney Loomis and Bruce Lee. <laughs> I didn't Okay, did he say Bruce Lee or Bruce? <laughs> it was TH I'm pretty sure I said Bruce Lee. I was like, it just sounds like Bruce Lee, but with a lisp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what it is. That's what they said. So it's like, you know, they can't get sued or anything. Um, I like Sigourney Loomis as well. And also to explain, they like, yeah, the, the broadcaster says some shit. And then they're like, oh, oh, like cool trash has an expose on fake gem. And they go to Hector Ramirez at the Flint Westwood movie, My Fist in Your Face with Sigourney Loomis and Bruce Lee. <laughs> And also Jem, and also Jem's there. Yeah, Jem is there storming the event, and obviously it's fake Jem. And she's, like, yeah. freaking out about how she should be getting, like, star treatment because she's the biggest star there, and everyone loves her, and I don't know. Just being the worst. Yeah, at one point I think Hector says, Jem, live and out of control. And so that could be, like, a sex tape. Um, so at which point, <laughs> yeah, really. Will it ever be? No, because yeah, no. life is not no. that exciting. That'd be like the most boring sex tape, too. <laughs> It'd be like seven minutes of missionary and then a bunch of cuddling. Yeah, and then a little bit of anxiety at the end. <laughs> yeah, sadness. exactly, exactly. And then she'd like pop a clonopin or something and it would end on a really dark note. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to think about Jerrica having sex. It would be like really uh... depressing. Um, anyway, so at this point, Jerrica, like, has proof that someone is posing at her because it's a live broadcast. Um, true, 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 true. So everyone is convinced and on board with this realization. And we cut to Eric, who is clearly behind this. Um, and he's like, soon the holograms will disappear off the face of the earth. And I just want to say, Eric's voice sounds different this episode. Dude, I was going to say, too. I was like, is this a new voice actor or something? Because it's not my Eric. No, it was a lot lower pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I miss the old Eric, I have to say. Yeah, exactly. He had like a kind of more of a snively vibe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see his return. But I did notice a difference. For sure. I felt like also there was another character whose voice sounded different. Um, 
Maybe it was Rio. I, I'm not sure. Or it was Pizzazz, actually. Pizzazz sounded different. Oh, I, I didn't notice Pizzazz. I didn't notice. Yeah. But anyway, um, Eric is plotting uh, Jem's demise, essentially. And that weirdo cleaning lady bitch turns up. And uh, it's obviously fake Jem, who's obviously Clash. Right, right. With her new purple hair uh Still has a rat tail, though. <laughs> Purple afro with rat tail that no one asked for. Yeah, no one asked for. No one needs. No one needs. Um, <laughs> but and then we get a pretty good evil laugh session. Everyone cackles. And then uh, we go into congratulations. Congratulations, you're on your way out. From here on in, I'll be taking the lead. Congratulations, you're on your way out. Um, the Misfits track, yeah, like why? Not a new track. No. Um, not even not their best all. song. Like it really is. It's a weird song because like it's called Congratulations, but they're trying to be sarcastic about it, I guess. But sarcasm is a little bit nuanced for the Misfits. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like congratulations to me, and then there's like this creepy high pitched congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't like it either. I don't like it. There's a lot of like gem cutouts as well. Yes. Um, that was good. Yeah, I like that part. I like a good, you know, multiple cutout moment. <laughs> I'm just. Dis- <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> I'm just disappointed by the um, quality of the music videos this season. That is true. That is true. Like, this one was pretty lackluster as well. Like, there was one part where you see pizzazz on a star, which. Generally, it's gem on a star, so I was like, "Oh, that's noticeable." But that was literally all I have to say about it. I, I like, I noticed it. it, was yeah. cool about it. <laughs> oh, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me write that down. Um. So basically, we learn that the misfits are trying to sabotage Gem's sales by turning all of her fans against her. Um, right, 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 right. So after the song ends, we cut to the holograms who are trying to strategize on what to do. Aja brings up calling up, calling the police, which... And Jerrica's like, no, 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 that will never work because of <laughs> reasons. Classic, classic. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, Jerrica, sure. She's such a micromanager. It's like she wants to solve everything herself when she could just hire someone to do all this shit she doesn't want to do. Or like, yeah, call the police, the... Yeah. Publicly appointed government paid individuals <laughs> who will handle these types of problems. Right. Like, you don't need to chase after whoever is behind this. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to hatch a scheme, which is what they do. Um, Jerrick is like, we'll like stage the biggest concert ever to lure my doppelganger and yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's such an obvious plan that uh, Pizzazz and Clash... You know, understand like, oh, this is obviously bait. Uh-huh. Um, and we actually get like a kind of a creepy like visual image of Clash holding her like gem face slash wig <laughs> thing, and it just it looks like a gem skin mask, and it's very creepy. Amazing. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. Please, please do. It should be immortalized at every opportunity. Uh. And yeah, so they hatch this scheme, and then we cut to the, the show and the stage of it all, 
And Jem is dancing, to which I was like, wait, Jem dances now? Why? Uh, okay. <laughs> but everyone was commenting about how great a dancer she was. Like, ooh, that Jem, she dances like an angel. It's like, what? Ugh, when did that happen? Uh, like, dance is also in the mix. And I was like, are you, like, mixing the two up? They do look exactly the same. Me? Uh, or, like, the people in the show? No, I mean the, I mean the people in the show. Yeah. For sure. I don't know where dance came from and why she remained. But anyway. She actually doesn't have a spoken line in the rest of the episode. She's just there. <laughs> so I also don't know why. But at this point, <laughs> uh, everyone's getting ready for the show. Rio, hashtag stage manager, whatever the fuck he does is there. <laughs> And he sees two gem. He sees like the one gem practicing on stage, and he sees another gem go by and go do something. And I love this moment because like his mind is like broken because he's too. He was dumb to see two people who look the same, and is like he almost breaks down for a second. I know, and he's like two gem. Yeah, it's like like I get it, Rio. Like take your time. You'll get there. That was a lot of visual stimuli for you, but process. Yeah. So basically, once he sees the fake gem, he alerts all of the others. And they all surround the fake. And while they're they're preoccupied, Pizzazz fucks with their set. And there's they flee out, and then there's a car chase. Yeah, there's a car chase, which I was like, oh, of okay, course. again, yeah, of course. I, I, I don't know why, like, I'm never surprised, I'm always just instantly fatigued <laughs> by, like, why is there a car chase? I don't want to go through this. So much happened, like, the sequence of events was so fast, it made no yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like, I can't fucking car chase, and then there's a ferry, they gotta get on the ferry, but they're getting away on the ferry. Oh, well, because let's go get on this ferry. No, 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 no dude. That's the fake ferry. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, which is actually the play-by-play of what happens. Yeah. Basically, that saved us a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. At the end of it all, of this fucking car chase, ferry chase, waterway showdown, Jim, uh, the holograms, Rio, and also dance for whatever reason, end up on a ferry that is controlled by Eric and Techrat, which they then destroy all the controls to make them be cast at sea yes. during their actual show. Their SS up the creek, to quote Eric. <laughs> yeah, what a zinger. Um, what a zing. Yeah, he's extra evil this episode, to be honest. Yeah, it's his new voice, dude. He's like, he, he lost all of the um, like sad gay about him. Now he's just like pure evil. Maybe he's possessed. You know what I mean? Like, maybe some yeah, sort yeah. of, like, diabolic, diabolical, hellish creatures speaking through him. Um, but he was always kind of that way. I don't know. That's probably what made him more susceptible to a demonic possession, though. Right. Yeah, that's so true. So, like, checks out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Side sealed delivered. <laughs> Hashtag canon. Um... <laughs> Um, so basically, Jerrica, and this is not the only time she's proven that she really knows her way around a boat. Yeah, bitch knows a boat. <laughs> she's like, she's Jem at this point. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, hey, there are a bunch of axes here. And she's like, 
running out with this axe. I'm like, whoa, Jem, you're kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a giant ass axe. And she basically is like, everyone get axes. We're going to chop up this boat and make some rafts or make a raft. Right, right. And then we get a little like raft making montage. Mm-hmm. And I want to just take a second to unpack this because <laughs> we got some shit to unpack. Um, so the ladies be chopping wood. They're hacking away these long planks of hard wood. <laughs> Rio, the sole male in the equation, is taking the inner, like the inner rubber part of a rub of a giant rubber tire he's taking the inner part out of the larger giant tire so Rio's like pulling at the innards of tires the ladies are chopping wood i'm just saying there's like there's something going on here i actually i don't have a conclusion to go to i just want to present these images to you and the listener to then ascertain your own conclusion because something's happening <laughs> well at one point rio had his arms and like fists i will say through like five tires at once oh dude yeah bitch was fisting tires <laughs> left and right like is that a statement about you know a rim job or fisting an asshole or a pussy yeah or a yeah i was at the same time yeah, because there are five ladies to one man, man in this equation, um, and Ooh. all the ladies be chopping wood, and wood, hashtag dick, samesies, um, <laughs> and Rio, yeah, is like getting all up in those tires, multiple tires, so there we have it. We've essentially, we, we've come to the conclusion, Well, they escaped the ferry by having a gangbang, and they floated off their collective... Coitusing mass. Coitusing mass. They're like a rat king, but like attached by genitals. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> They're a bunch of rats all tangled together, floating <laughs> to the shore. Perfect. I would say you could also argue, however, that the ladies chopping wood is a sign of them breaking with the patriarchy. And Rio, the soul man, realizes he can no longer please these women, so he has to fist his own asshole to get off. And like, <laughs> you were going one way and took it another. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. But I think yours, you know, once you think about no, no, no I, I liked your hot take too. I liked your hot take too. I was, I was in, like, I think that the veering off point was Rio fisting himself. <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, yes, they're chopping up that wood, crushing that patriarchy, and Rio getting up in those tires is him accepting female dominance and solely existing as a pleasure object for, you know, to get up in their caverns. So cavernous. (laughs) Mad cavernous. Um, Yeah, that sounds plausible, too. I mean, hey, this is the thing about intellectual discussions, right? Like, it could be... (laughs) We could all be right. Right? It's just a Yeah, journey. you're right. That's that's the best part of high-minded <laughs> intellectual discussions. Um so anyway, they build this raft, which they it took them some time. Like at one point, you know, it was day and then it was sunset. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a minute. 
So they're scurrying basically to get to their concert, which happens in an hour. Um, their raft starts falling apart, um, like kind of multiple times. Yeah, it's like a little bit of an extended scene. Um, and yeah, then it, it eventually falls apart right near the shore. So they they basically make it to the shore. They just wanted to add a little bit of drama. Buzz Dixon, you know, he's a drama queen. Yeah. So, such a drama queen, honestly. If I've learned anything <laughs> about him, apart from his illustrious gay porn career. but Right, whatever. right, right. He's always very dramatic in those two. Yeah, always, of course. He's Buzz Dixon. He's Buzz Dixon, yeah. Um, so, basically, me in the meantime, while all of this is happening, um, we're at the concert. Um, and it seems like Jem... And the holograms are extremely late, which would make sense since they're incapacitated and the other gem is trying to ruin her career. Um, And she brings along the misfits and Eric and Roxy is wearing that outfit that makes him look makes her look like a reptilian madam again, which... Dude, I so love cute. this outfit. I fucking... Every time I see it, I'm like, yo, Roxy looks like a queen. <laughs> I know, but, like, such an evil, like, reptile fish queen. It, yeah, but, like, I mean, like, best kind of queen. And, like, definitely has, like, poison-based powers or something. Like, bitch will poison you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, basically, of course, Jem is a huge bitch. And oh, yeah, 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 she, yeah, yeah. like, calls the assistant, like, the stage manager or whatever, whoever is there, that woman. Um, yeah, they, there's, the like, help. a there's a minor character woman, yeah. Like, I think she's, like, the fashion designer or the outfit lady. Some some shit. She, like, she appears throughout the episode, and she's, uh, she's, like, that girl who's getting exasperated by all the bullshit happening. Yeah, exactly, which is an archetype, uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. in the show. Um, so, Jem, yeah. Calls her the help, complains about the help, and then asks for a bucket of caviar, um, which was honestly pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually makes like a bunch of cute demands where she's like, these canapes are over an hour old. Get me new ones. And so, yeah, okay. That's been an hour. Yeah, it's been an hour. Like five minutes is too long, peasant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want fresh. You don't understand the word? <laughs> Can, I would spell it out for you, but I don't think you can read. <laughs> yeah. Same with Roxy, but, like, whatever. Yeah, I know. They gloss over the fact that she uh, is functionally, uh, mentally... Illiterate. Illi- yeah. Illiterate. Yeah. Among yeah. other things. Among other things. Among other things. Um, and then, while basically Evil Gem and the Misfits are fucking up Gem's reputation and also keeping the crowd very, very... Uh, uh, anxious, and they they're, they're they're clamoring for some gem, but they keep waiting, making them wait, let them stew in their juices to make them angrier. Uh, and uh, the gem and the, the real holograms, real gem and the holograms, make it to shore. They have to like hitch a ride, and they manage to hail down a car, and it's a, a guy with like a young girl, and the guy is like, no, I don't want these like hoodlum gems, and this young girl. Being mad prescient and apparently very insightful. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> All that bullshit that you heard, like, Jem couldn't do that. Don't worry about it. Um, wow. And the power of little girls. Yeah, little girl power. Um, <laughs> you know, I hate it. Uh, 
But I do enjoy how the dad is basically only on board once they say, like, look, we'll give you, like, front row seats at the concert. Like, please, 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 please. And he's like, oh, okay, sure. Like, let's do it now. So, you know, I I like a good tit for tat, gentlemen. Yeah, for sure. And there's not enough of that in this universe. Like, we started with um, Tony. Was it Tony in Venice? I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our, uh, Our gondolier. Yeah, who finally asked for something in exchange for his services. And, like, they were so aghast. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like they've learned by now that, like, if they want someone to do something for them, they should give something in return. Which is... <laughs> I, I I like that. I like that growth moment. And it only makes sense because as, uh, I want to say, avatars of capitalism, they should play by their own rules. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say... I have to point out that this is maybe the third time Jem has been rescued by a little girl. Oh, like, okay. There was that one girl in China who right, gave her the earrings, and she was like, mm-hmm, give me mm-hmm. the ear- earrings, child. Yeah. Yo, ah! Here, take these fake ones I don't need anymore. <laughs> and then there's that volcano girl. Um, right, 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 who, right, like, right, right. literally right. saved their life. Um, well, like, that then, was Kimber, though. That was Kimber. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but, but still, I guess she's disposable to Jem, like, really, when you think about it, but... Yeah. She's been sidelined by the Lord of Eyeballs and his plan. Has she? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like... Do can we ever really make a conclusion about the Lord of Eyeballs' (laughs) plans? I feel like that's a little, it's a little presumptuous... If not, simply inviting hubris. Right, no, that's... I've gone too far. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Just apologize. (laughs) Sorry, Lord, He's the good Lord Eyeballs. Please don't smite me. (laughs) (laughs) Smite spelled with (laughs) S-M-E-Y-E-T. Just so we're all on the same page here. Yeah, it would be death by eyeball. Death by eyeball. Best and worst way to die. Like, I imagine a, like, a giant, like, beam laser type situation that fries me. But, like, a giant bucket. Not even a bucket. Like, something bigger than a bucket. Like, a bucket the size of the universe of eyeballs dropping on me. Alternatively, like, you know, you have, like, eyeballs crawling through your flesh. (laughs) And then just pouring out of your eyes. So you have, like, little, like, bug burrowing moments, and then just spew out your eyes. With eyeballs. like with, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, just like, shooting out eyeballs, <laughs> but they're, like, actually coming from inside you. And then eventually you're just, like, a skin sack. Oh, wow. Um, Jesus. It's <laughs> a little so cute sad. eyeball moment, you know? <laughs> so cute. Then maybe all the eyeballs will be wearing little jean shorts. <laughs> I mean, if they're my guy balls, then yeah. <laughs> Did you just say my guy balls? I did. Of course I did. Of course I did. I just needed to check because that's so ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. um, So where were we? Uh, We're basically at like the big reveal because um, little girl and her dad drive real Gemin crew up to the main stage. The crowd is like super, super pissed that uh, they've been waiting so long. And we get kind of like a real gem, fake gem showdown 
Uh, and real gem is like, okay, this bitch is fake. Fake gem is like, nah, this bitch is fake. And then a real gem is like, all right, well, we'll play this game. Like, how about you sing us something? Um, and obviously clash slash fake gem sucks super hard. Tries to sing like some gem in the hologram song. I think like, you know, the happy endings one. Yeah, something like that. Something, something, something like that. And thankfully, in the back of the truck that they rode in on, this dude with his daughter is apparently a farmer. Uh, and he had a bunch of fucking tomatoes in his truck. Uh, and Rio's like, yo, we'll buy those off you. Can we fucking smash this bitch with tomatoes? <laughs> and that's what happens. Yeah, and... Clash gets hit in the face with a tomato and pulls off her mask because I guess she doesn't like the feeling of tomatoes on not her real face. Right, Um, right, right. Of course. I was like, why did you need to reveal yourself there? But also, I was kind of hoping that instead of making her sing, Jericho would have just ripped her wig off. That would have been good. Like a hot, like, weave pull moment. Yeah, then her face falls off, and it's like, Ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jem wouldn't. Rhea would. And that's actually maybe only the, the good thing I'll say about Rhea. Yeah, Rhea's not too terrible. I mean, like, they needed her for one storyline. And, <laughs> and then never again. Oh, my God. The writers are so short-sighted, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, also, as um, as Clash is leaving, we also get a moment with that um, that helper lady who's been a- popping up throughout the episode, the fashion designer or maybe stagehand. She has a moment where she's basically like going somewhere, and she's like, "I got my union reps here, and we're gonna, you know, fuck up your bullshit." Nice. I love a good union rep. Moment. Exactly. Yeah, I love a good collective bargaining slash agreement. Um, effort, you know? You know, and that's the second time that's happened in the show, too, because when Eric fucked up the production of that movie, that train wreck yeah, of right, movie, right, right, they right, called right, the right. union on him as well. So, Eric Raymond and unions, I feel like a statement is being made there about aggressive capitalism. Oh, for sure, for sure. The embo- that what Eric embodies and the unions are generally the check upon that. Yes. Um, so profound statements being made everywhere. Mad profound. And then, I, like so many sounds, all profound. <laughs> um, so Three times be- the slime. <laughs> Basically, Jem, you know, uh, punctuates this episode with a song called The Real Me. Which is Which like, you just happen to know, I guess. that one yeah yeah he's like oh, i'm gonna get into some real nonsense at one point real meal <laughs> but like my whole thing with the song is like if she wasn't referring to that specific situation it just kind of sounds like gem is 
kind of an abusive person and it's mean to people and then it's like oh but that's not the real me those are basically the lyrics like if i'm mean that's true don't that's worry true. it's not the real me it's that's like, not the real me just forgive me just forgive me immediately you're right actually that's pretty fucked up <laughs> like that was super messed up to me and like i i don't know i didn't like that musical um, effort i agree i also didn't like any of gems like if you can call them dance moves. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know what people are saying. Like, bitches having a seizure on the stage. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, she was doing stuff and I was not here for it. There wasn't even anything good happening in the music video, though. Yeah, she was just kind of like gyrating on stage for a while. <laughs> Singing the self-aggrandizing song or whatever. Yeah, Ariana grandizing. Ooh, you should save that one. That one's good. Actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> but how often does aggrandizing come with a casual <laughs> conversation? With people who will understand the Ariana Grande reference. You'd be surprised. There are a lot of people who like Ariana Grande who That's know true. words. <laughs> yeah, but not a lot of gays know words. Really? I feel like a lot of, like, queer people are pretty well educated at least in cities yeah queer well i mean queer people yes but not the gays oh okay <laughs> I, like i'm not even saying like the gays are uneducated but i'm like the like the conversations that are oh. that generally take place tend to be very service level and i don't know like you know not very in depth in any way that I would I would feel comfortable saying Ariana Grandizing. And <laughs> they would all be like, yes, no? No, they'd be like, what? And, I'd have, and then I'd have to explain my joke and then it'd just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. I'm, I'm just gonna leave now. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. None, none of you are hot, so like, whatever. Um, it's fun to be part of the problem. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it really is. It really um, is. So yeah, um, we've talked about this episode at length, um, and I think it's time to discuss who we think is the baddest bitch of the episode and who is the weakest bitch of the episode. Yeah, um, I mean, where are we putting fake gem on this spectrum? It's so hard to say because she was really, truly the worst, but yeah. I kind of appreciate how hard Clash went into making her the worst. Yeah, like, there's a lot of moves I really respected. Like, the table flipping, the fatso. Uh, yeah, it was all... There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff. Yeah, there was some good stuff. But, actually, I might say that the baddest bitch could be Jem. Because she grabbed that axe. She's like, yo, we're going to hack up this boat and make a raft. <laughs> Which is True. insane. That is... Makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, as we've said, bitch can boat, so she knows. Yeah, she's good with a boat. Um, yeah. Are we saying Jem or Jerrica, though? I think Jerrica might be the weakest bitch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, if, because? Oh, because, I don't know, there were just so many situations where I felt like she could have just delegated work to someone else. Um... She was, like, too lame to go out with her friends to go shopping. She had to stay in and do taxes or whatever. Right, move, move, move papers around. 
Um, I actually, I also agree because in her, in the beginning part of the episode where she just had to maintain an aura of sanity, she did not do a very good job. <laughs> when she was jittering like a yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so technically the same person gets both, but two sides of the same person. So Jem gets baddest bitch, Jerrica gets weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also like how the real her in the song, I'm just going to bring this up, wasn't actually Jerrica, but it was Jem. So she maybe she just doesn't think of Jerrica as a real person. Yeah, which is actually pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, but it's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, I forgot I don't give a shit. Later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, then, um, that does it up. Yeah, congratulations, uh, lady. Yeah, congratulations, lady slash ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you're two ladies. Actually, Jerrica, you're not even a person, so... <laughs> right, 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 right. One lady, one, uh, uh... Yeah, mm, She's yeah. just fading by the day. Maybe that's, maybe that's Synergy's evil plan, like... To take the souls of people, of orphans, because Jerrica's an orphan too. Oh, true. And, like, make holographic better versions of them and slowly suck away their souls and until they're nothing. And until her holographic self becomes a real self. Exactly. Right, 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 right. Because, like, she, like, you know, one soul only take like, makes up, like, one twenty-fourth <laughs> of a body. So she needs, right. like, a bunch of fucking souls. <laughs> too many souls to really keep track of too many souls too little time <laughs> oh, you get it you get it i i totally do as someone who snorts souls for breakfast uh, yeah dude i mean like nutritious and addictive yeah for sure um so yeah with all of that said and done we've arrived at the end of yet another episode of gem girls podcast um, you can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Gem Girls Podcast on both platforms. We're Soups Hilaire, totes in a <laughs> Soups Hilaire. Soups Hilaire, um, which honestly I hate and I will never say again. Please don't. Um, <laughs> also, while you're checking us out on the social meds, be sure to rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts, which is not only limited to Apple Podcasts anymore. We're on three platforms. One could say several, because it's more than two. Uh, (laughs) Several podcasting platforms. Um, But the only thing is, uh, because it's show policy, uh, you can only give us a five-star rating Mm -hmm. and a positive Mm -hmm. review. Mm -hmm. Um, The review itself can be as long or as short as you want, as long as it's positive. It can can just be positive, period. Um, That's enough. (laughs) good but, yeah whatever give us a one-worder I, I i i like a succinct review regardless gotta be positive five stars uh and thank you for listening i am orifus jones and i'm hakuna matitis and until next time stay stay outrageous, outrageous.